Hey guys, it's Simon. This is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 7th of October 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Friday night Smackdown. As you can see, I've moved. I'm in my new setup. It's not 100% set up perfectly yet. Like the lighting's not great and everything. Well, I mean, not perfect. I need to maybe move the light over here on this side down so I'm not casting much of a shadow down from the bill, more straight on the head. And there's some things, other things I need to tweak. Also, I'm going to need your guys' help in the live chat. I'm going to need your guys' help in the live chat. Let me know how I sound. Let me know if the stream at any time starts to buffer or chug or anything like that. Keep me informed because this is the first test, per se, that I've done from the new room, from the new setup, from the new place. The old place is basically all taken care of. I should be done and moved out 100% officially from that place on Monday, but that's whatever. We got SmackDown to talk about the go-home show for Money and No Elimination Chamber. And I thought Elimination Chamber, or I thought the things that they did to build up Elimination Chamber tomorrow night was pretty good. And I'm very, very interested in the show tomorrow night um since saturday says the sound good for now uh jackson says sound is good awesome i was just worried that there was going to be a slight echo or it wasn't going to be loud enough because i had to do some adjusting earlier that kind of dampened the echo Ooh, we got some matches being announced right now for um dynamite next week they just announced Gun against swerve strickland in toronto I do have that on on the screen over here, just in case anything major does happen on that show, because we have Rampage on right now, and as soon as Rampage is over, there is Battle of the Belts. So, and they've already fucked up. <laughs> they've already messed up. So, right now is Rampage. Hold on, I'm, I'm just going to show this on the screen. Hold on. Uh, I could just screenshot it and show it that way. That would be a lot easier. So we're, we got Rampage on right now, right? Right, right. Yet, the screen behind Swerve right here says Battle of the Belts. The screen, and also this wasn't, this was already announced. I don't know why I just clicked that by accident. That popped up. But the screen right here already says Battle of the Belts. Like, really? Really? You were still watching Rampage. We're still watching Rampage. So, yeah. I don't know about that one. Did I say Elimination Chamber? My bad. My bad. Did not mean to say Elimination Chamber. I meant Extreme Rules. But anyways, enough about AEW and Rampage and Battle of the Belts, which is going on right now. Battle of the Belts is later. Rampage right now. We've got Friday Night Smackdown to talk about, but before we do, I gotta say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, you can also watch us later. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also remember that if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, 
or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. And remember, it doesn't even have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account. You just take that Prime account. You take that Twitch account. You link them together. Bada bing, bada boom. You're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and always one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, if you are watching on YouTube, you can help us out over there by hitting the join button and becoming a channel member. Becoming a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Also, remember, head over to the Epic Game Store. Oh, why is it not coming up? Why is it not working? Uh-oh, the button didn't work. Maybe I didn't click it hard enough. There we go. I didn't click it right. Head over to the Epic Game Store and use our code right here. PW Unlimited to check out for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Whether you're purchasing a new game, whether you're purchasing an old game, whether you're purchasing a free game, which you're not purchasing, you're just claiming. When you're claiming one of the free games or whatnot, use our code and you will be supporting us over on pay over through the Epic Game Store and everywhere else. Whether that's the Epic Game Store on your computer or that's the launchers for Fortnite, Rocket League, um, Fortnite, Rocket League, Fall Guys. And Rumbleverse, I'm a little, I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this in a week, so use the code for all of that stuff. Whether that is, like I said, the Epic Games Store or any Epic Games purchases. So with that, we've got Friday Night SmackDown to talk about. They did kick off with the Boss Man himself, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Emsley, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Uncle Paul, Papa H. Paul Levesque, whatever you guys want to call him. Triple H was standing in the ring as the show came on and welcomed the fans to Friday Night SmackDown. He noted that with every ending, there's a new beginning. He was also holding up a, um, what would you call it? The microphone had a QR code on it. And Michael Cole introduced his new partner, Wade Barrett. Out would then come the bloodline. Everything about this segment I thought was phenomenal. The Bloodline and Logan Paul. The Bloodline came out. They cut a little promo, and then Logan Paul came out. Sami Zayn was fantastic. Paul Heyman was fantastic. This was great. So Jay and Reigns were so good in their brief little stare down they had, too, which is really cool. So a video recapped Roman Reigns and Logan Paul from the press conference. The Universal Champion Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, the Uso, Solo, Sokoa, and Sami Zayn all made their way out to the ring. Huge pop from the crowd. Huge prop from the crowd in Worcester, Worcester, Mass. I think it's with Worcester. I read it earlier and it's, I said Worcestershire or something like that. Worcester, Worcester. And then someone commented me like Worcester, 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 Mass. I think. I don't know. I'm from old California. So as they get into the ring, the fans break out into a faint Sammy chant. As the bloodline was posing, you know, we won. Reigns demanded that the fans acknowledge acknowledge him, and he got a giant reaction. This would then lead to Logan Paul coming out to a lackluster response. He made his way to the ring, but stood on the apron, never actually getting in as the fans booed him and booed him and booed him, also chanting, Logan sucks. Zayn laughed in the background. Reigns pointed out that the fans used to boo him, but now he's the greatest. Heyman compared Paul to his 
this generation's Mr. T and Cindy Lauper. He said, he said it hit him like Anderson Silva would hit his brother Jake Paul. Heyman then compared Paul to the Kardashians. Heyman brought up other internet personalities like Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, and Andrew Tate, stating that all we really needed for Crown Jewel was a damn celebrity for Roman to beat. Um, Hot Rod Bubba, I said Boston because the report was that Selena Vega was seen in Boston on her way to Worcester, Massachusetts. Anyways, basically Heyman said, we just needed a celebrity for Roman to beat. That was it. That's the only reason you're here. He said, none of the other people that I mentioned had the guts, and for some reason you did. He promised that the tribal chief would smash Logan Paul in Saudi Arabia. Paul finally spoke and got a lot of booze again. He said, he asked Heyman if Reigns was the tribal chief or if Jey Uso was the real tribal chief. I almost didn't get that line. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Let me know in the chat or the comments below. So Jay got in Paul's face and the fans chanted, let him go, let him go. And then, ooh, so, ooh, so. Reigns didn't like that comment and got in Jay's face. Zayn grabbed the mic and the fans erupted in cheers. Zayn defended Jay and kept the peace. He blamed Logan Paul and Zayn added that Reigns would smash Paul at Crown Zero. Or Crown Jewel, I don't know why I said Crown Zero. And the fans popped. He said, Paul's just a YouTube personality that wants to be a wrestler. Zane said that Paul's just a number two and a stain. He added, he ended by saying that they're the ones and he's the two. Paul walked off and the bloodline laughed at him. So next up, we did end up getting Solo Sokoa against Ricochet in a eight-minute match, a little over eight minutes. So moving forward, Solskoa jumped Ricochet before the match even started. He had the early advantage, but Ricochet quickly recovered and hit a dive to the floor. A frustrated Solskoa grabbed a chair, but the referee took it away. Sokoa briefly took over, but Ricochet fought back. He went for a springboard, but Sokoa cut him off with a right hand, and Ricochet landed hard on his back and neck on the, on the floor, basically. Back from a break, Sokoa was firmly in control until Ricochet fought back. He caught Sokoa with a Hurricane Rana and a jumping knee. He followed this up with a springboard dropkick and a super kick. Then we had a cool little finish here. Ricochet went for the 450. Sokoa jumped to his feet, caught Ricochet, and hit the spinning solo, his basic version of the rock bottom, like a spinning rock bottom Uranage deal. I liked the finish a lot. I thought this was a really good finish, and you get Solo Sokoa another big win on the main roster. Bloodline were watching backstage from their locker room. Zayn bragged about men uh, mentoring Sokoa. Zay lost his cool and started yelling at Sammy. Zayn called him a hothead, and Jay freaked out again. Zayn noted that Jay is a hothead and has always been one. He said, you've been one even since we were kids. You need to calm down. He said, he's always been the Bloodline's problem, but now he's Sammy's problem. Zane shook his head reluctantly as everyone looked away awkwardly. In the back hit row were making their way to the ring. Back from break, Sammy and the Usos were walking down the hallway. Zane tried apologizing for the previous se uh, segment. New Day would approach and made fun of Jay for being for Sammy being his boss now, basically. If that's what you want to call it. Zane then challenged them to find a partner and do a six-man later on tonight. 
Excuse me. So we have Hit Row, and they're coming down to the ring. Wade Barrett's all kinds of happy. He's saying he loves Hit Row and this and that, and Hit Row, Hit Row. We love Hit Row. And as they're getting into the ring, all of a sudden someone flies in, does like a drive-by dropkick on the apron to, I want to say it was, a sh no, it was to Top Dollar. We then see three men in masks, and we know exactly who it is. It's Legato Del Fantasma, which we had heard earlier today. We're debuting tonight, and debuting with a special someone, sans someone else. We'll get into all that in a minute. So they toss Ashanti the Adonis out of the ring and focus their attacks on Top Dollar. B-Fab tried to check on Top Dollar when, when Zelina Vega, now blonde, would show up, and she jumped off the top rope onto B-Fab and took her out with a knee. They then did some splashes onto Top Dalla, Cruz, Del Toro, and Joaquin Wild. For all four of these people stood together, and Zelina Vega said, you didn't think I was coming back alone. No, I brought some friends in Legado del Fantasma. So it is Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wild, and Cruz, Del Toro. They took the masks off, and it's like we knew who they were, but Wade goes, oh my God, you know who that is, Cole? You know who that is, Michael? Like, yeah, we knew who it was with the masks on. <laughs> I, I chuckled. I chuckled pretty big. So, no Electra Lopez, which is very interesting. No Electra. I don't know what this means for her, whether that means that she's going to just stay in NXT, come to the main roster as a singles. I don't know. I don't think she should be on the main roster by herself. I don't think so. I honestly don't think she should be in NXT by herself. Honestly, if I'm just being honest here, I think her with Legato del Fantasma was the best thing for her. She's passable in the ring, not all that great or anything, but on the mic, she's really good. So maybe you give her another group that she can manage because she's a good manager. I will say that for sure. She's a good talker. She's got the look of it, like, you know, the kind of female manager that can get things done for her clients and whatnot. So maybe they give her a new group. I don't know. I don't know. But I was excited to see these guys here. They then actually aired a White Rabbit video. It was a little animated video where the White Rabbit's running through a forest. And he comes up on a purple X. I'm like, oh, they're teasing Extreme Rules. Oh, they're teasing Extreme Rules. And they did more than just tease Extreme Rules. So he dug into the hole, the rabbit, and fire shot out of it. The words, tomorrow night, 10, 8, 22, flashed on the screen. It also said, feed your hero. Strongly teasing the White Rabbit and Bray Wyatt coming back tomorrow night at Extreme Rules. Also, funny thing, there was a man dressed in a White Rabbit suit. Costume, whatever you want to call it, walking around the crowd all night. And at one point, we also saw that man, and I'll pull it up here on the screen. We also saw that guy right here. Just sitting behind old Wade and Cole right here. The rabbit. Just sitting behind Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. So that was interesting. Very interesting. As we move forward, do, do, do. we had Raquel Rodriguez 
and Shotzi taking on the team of Sonya Deville and Zia Lee. This match was okay. It went two minutes and really didn't need to be on the show, if I'm going to be completely honest. The heels isolated Shotzi to gain control. Shotzi fought back, and Rodriguez got the hot tag. She ran wild on the heels, hitting the Vader bomb elbow on Deville. She took out Zia Lee, and Rodriguez hit the Tejano bomb on Deville to pick up the victory. And that was it. That was it. So Cole and Barrett briefly discussed Gunther versus Sheamus later. They showed comments from former Intercontinental Champions on Twitter. And in the back, they showed the Brawling Brutes helping Sheamus prepare for the match. The video package recapped the whole, I guess you could say, story between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Because, well, that matches tomorrow at Extreme Rules. And Extreme Rules match Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. We then had a Karrion Cross Drew McIntyre segment. Karrion Cross and Scarlett made their way out to the ring. As Cross was posing in the ring and Scarlett went under his legs to do the little thing in front of him, Drew McIntyre pulled a Keith Lee and did his whole dragon rising from the ashes. And he stood up behind Karrion Cross and he beat Cross and put the leather strap around his wrist. Yet, when security ran down to stop McIntyre, this is when Cross would take control. Cross would recover the, the slight beat down, I guess you could say, and viciously beat down McIntyre instead. He tied McIntyre to the ropes and brutally whipped him with the strap several times. The interesting thing here, though, that I didn't understand, security came down to stop Drew, but unless I just wasn't paying enough attention, was security not also trying to stop Carrion? They just let Carrion do what he wanted to do? Like, I didn't notice them trying to stop Cross, if I'm, you know, thinking here correctly. We then had a vignette of a Viking, a female Viking with dreadlocks, standing with her back to the camera, and she said something about Valhalla is coming. And we know who this is. It's the old Sarah Logan, Sarah Rowe, whatever name she's going to be going by. I don't know what name she's going to be going by, but this is now the second time that we have seen her in a Viking vignette. I feel like this is basically from the same vignette. What's it called? Uh, same um, video shoot or whatever they did the last time when they announced the Viking rules match or whatever it was. And we saw her in the same pose, but now she spoke. I think she might have spoken in the last one, but I don't know. But it's basically confirming Sarah Logan, Sarah Rowe, whatever name she's going to go by. Maybe a new name as a Viking. I think she's coming back and coming back full time. I would love to see her with Viking Raiders and teaser. Teaser until Viking Raiders are ready to come back because I believe it's Eric is out with a foot injury. So slowly keep teasing her. Maybe not even have to do it. So we don't know how long Eric is out for, but I don't think we need to tease every single week. If he's out for six or seven weeks, then you give me three or four teases. We don't need six or seven. Just be like, tease it this week and then don't do it next week. And then when you do it in two weeks, you go, oh, I forgot about that. Yes, 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 I'm excited. So, I'm excited. I was always a Sarah Logan fan. So, we then had our six-man tag team match that went 10 and a half minutes. Sami Zayn and the Usos came down before the New Day would come out and introduce their tag team partner, Braun. Braun Strowman. Pretty obvious this was going to be Braun. So, early on, Kingston and Zayn started off the match and went back and forth. The baby faces quickly took over. 
Jay was furious at Zayn and kept yelling at him for some reason. Maybe did, you know, not get beat down. The New Day then took advantage and dumped the Usos to the floor. They followed this up with a double suicide dive. Zayn tried to help the Usos, but Jay yelled at him again. During a commercial break, Zayn uh, caused a distraction so Jay uh, could interfere. The heels took over and isolated Kingston on their side of the ring. The fans broke into a loud, we want Baron chant. Zayn rocked Kingston with an elbow and Jay tagged himself in pretty hard. He like slapped Sammy on the back. He even got a hiccup all of a sudden. Zayn was offended by the way he was tagged and started yelling at Jay. Jimmy then tagged Zayn back. Oh, no, no, no. Did I get that mixed up? No, I didn't. Okay. So Jimmy at one point gets tagged in and tags Sammy back in to the ring. And there's a faint Zayn chant or a Sammy chant. Sammy, 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 Sammy. Zayn and Sammy. Nope, that's the same person. <laughs> Zayn and Jay. I don't know why I wrote it like that. Briefly started to work together, but they started arguing again, just bickering back and forth. Clucking like fucking hands. Kingston took advantage of this, and Strowman got the hot tag. He cleared the ring and splashed Jay in the corner. No, Jimmy. Jimmy in the corner. Strowman then followed this up with a clothesline on Jimmy as Sammy and Jay watched on from ringside, pissed off. Strowman then noticed that they were watching and ran around the ring and shoulder tackled them into the announce desk. Jay flew into Michael Cole, knocking him out of his chair. Woods and Kingston then hit the backbreaker double foot stomp on Jimmy to pick up the victory. The baby faces, Braun Strowman and the New Day do pick up the win. In the back, all of a sudden, we see maximum male models, Mansoir and Marseille, actually knocked out because they were beat down with a chair by not Max Dupree. So Maxine runs up and goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop, stop, stop. And he's like, this ain't me. This ain't me. I brought you all here, but this isn't me. I'm not Max. I am L.A. Knight. And the fans popped big. And we learned that next week, it is Mansoor or Mansoir against L.A. Knight. Also, we did learn for next week, Kofi Kingston against Sami Zayn. So then we had the main event. It was an 18, almost 18 and a half minute match. It was Gunta defending the Intercontinental Championship against Sheamus in this match. So I think the Clash of the Castle match was a little bit better. If the Clash of the Castle was here, this match was right under, right under. I think Clash was better. But this match was still great. This match was still fan-freaking-tastic. So, there was a controversial moment when Seamus and Gunther were in a cloverleaf, and we'll talk about that later. I don't know why I wrote that weirdly in my notes. Uh, the bell rang, and there was no waste of time. They started trading hard chops and clotheslines. Seamus threw Gunther out of the ring and tossed him all around. He threw Gunther into the barricade repeatedly, and they went to a commercial break about mm, two minutes in. Maybe a minute and a half. Back from the break, Gunther was in control until Seamus hit him with a slam. Seamus went for the 10 beats of the Baldrin. But Gunther blocked the first one. They fought on the apron, and Gunther took over and drove Seamus's uh, Seamus hand hand into the exposed part of the turnbuckle, trying to like bust the hand so he can't do any of his slaps or his chops or whatever you want to call them. Gunther and Seamus then traded shots in the ring. Gunther locked on a sleeper hold, and Seamus got to his feet, so Gunther let it go. 
Jamison Gunter then traded stiff shots in the middle of the ring once again. Back from a commercial break, Gunter destroyed Sheamus with some vicious chops. And Sheamus' chest, we, we know it's Sheamus. His chest is always going to get red, beat red from chops, but he's actually bleeding a little too, like a little, I don't know, busted blood vessel or something. I don't know. So Sheamus challenged Gunter to hit him again to a big pop. Sheamus backed Gunter into the corner and beat him down this time. Sheamus then hit the 10 beats of the Baldrin on the top, middle, and bottom rope to a huge pop. Sheamus picked up Gunter for a white noise. He climbed up to the second turnbuckle and hit a white noise for a near fall. Fans broke out into a loud, this is awesome. This is awesome. Chant. Sheamus went for the cloverleaf, but Gunter broke free. Gunter got back to his feet and powerbombed Sheamus uh, for a close near fall. Gunter continued the attack and hit a diving splash for another near fall as Sheamus looked just out of it. Fans broke into a loud Sheamus chant to try to will him back to his feet. Gunter went for a clothesline, but Sheamus kicked the arm instead. Sheamus locked on a cloverleaf, and it looked like Gunter had tapped out. But it was more of he was trying to reach the ropes, and his hand kept missing or missed or whatever. So it sounded like he tapped, but he didn't. Referee Jessica Carr said, no, he did not tap out. He waved it off. Commentary was a little confused, but then he finally made it to the ropes. Sheamus was furious with the referee. He was certain Gunter had tapped, and she says, no, I was watching it. He didn't tap. Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci would then run down to encourage Gunther to keep on going. Butch and Rich Holland would then also run down to make the save before they would try to get involved. They would all start brawling at ringside. And they handed the shillelagh to Gunther. As they brawled at ringside, Kaiser handed the shillelagh over to Gunther. Sheamus was setting up for a bro kick. But as he went to go for the bro kick, pop right in the face with the shillelagh. And that was just enough to knock out Sheamus and beat him. One, two, three. Gunter retains the title. There's some shenanigans going on on Rampage right now. So Gunter retains the Intercontinental Championship. I really thought Sheamus was going to be the one coming out victorious. I really, really did. But again, another really, really good match. So Butch and Holland continue brawling with Imperium at ringside. In the ring, Gunther posed with the title over a fallen Sheamus, and that is how the show went off the air. So with that, guys, that is Friday Night Smackdown. I thought it was an overall really good show. I thought it could have been a little better as a go-home for, for Extreme Rules, but I'm still excited for Extreme Rules tomorrow. I'm excited for next week's Smackdown. I like Smackdown tonight overall. So, yeah, again, could have been a little better as a go-home. But hey, that's just a little, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, da -da 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 nitpick, I guess you could say. Just a little nitpick. But with that, guys, that is everything that took place on SmackDown. Why is my button not working? Oh, well, we'll fix that later. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510 906-1341, be part of the show by, by texting in to 510-906-1341 if you are watching live on Twitch. Pull that up really fast. We also got to pull up the polls because we got polls for you.
We got a couple of them. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 88% liked SmackDown. And 13% thought it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go. Also, I ran a poll right when the main event started of SmackDown. Who do you think will retain the championship, Gunter or Sheamus? 63% thought Gunter would retain the title and Sheamus, and 37% thought Sheamus was going to walk out the new champion. So let's refresh this to get the Twitch poll here. 89% like SmackDown. Wow. 10% thought it was just all right. Well, 10.8%. And as far as the YouTube poll does go, 86% liked the show. 11% thought it was just all right. And 4% didn't like SmackDown. Oh, man. Pac having to do double duty back to back. So the main event of Rampage, he successfully defended the trios titles and then Battle of the Belt starts and immediately he's defending the All-Atlantic title. Gee willikers, don't give this guy any time to rest. Nope. So Trent should beat him, right? You would think since he's tired from just going through a fucking six man against the Dark Order. I don't know. I don't know. As far as the text messages do go, we got one here that states, do you think Charlotte Flair returns tomorrow to cost Ronda the title? And do you think Imperium is equal to the bloodline? I don't think Imperium is equal to the bloodline. And I do think Charlotte might return tomorrow, but not to screw Ronda. Because I think Ronda wins. I think Ronda wins tomorrow night. Versus, do you think badass Billy Gunn will be on the show Monday? Heck no. Heck no. If he was, they would have already advertised it. Billy is not going to be on the DX reunion special. And finally, this person says, I just want to say Daniel Garcia has the charisma of a cardboard box. And I hope that Tony Khan does not think that he has what it takes to carry a company on his back because he doesn't. Well, I don't think they're going to do Daniel Garcia as like the guy, at least not anytime soon. But that's Garcia's character he's not supposed to be dripping with charisma or anything like that he's just supposed to be a really 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 good technical wrestler that can beat just about anybody's ass so yeah i don't think that's a like plan or anything um this person says are you doing predictions for extreme roles so my predictions because it's a saturday show i'm gonna actually do my predictions within my um Preview tomorrow morning. Which will also give you... So I'll do preview. So it'll be like, hey, we got this match. I think this person's going to win. Betting odds has this person as the favorite. So there we go. So I will give you my run... I'll give you a rundown, predictions, and betting odds all in one video in the morning. But with that, guys, that's all we got for the text messages. That's everything that happened tonight on SmackDown. So with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. Or if you're watching or listening later, whether that's YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. So with that, guys, have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow for WWE Extreme Rules. Have a good one.